Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. We're booksmen. Sure are. Although this week is my last week as a booksman, for now. You're going to take off your straw booksman hat and put on a leather biker's hat. <laughs> yep. Very cool. I, I saw today uh, a Domino's delivery uh, delivery person. Uh, I, I was going to say driver, but they weren't a driver. They were a bicyclist, and they had a Domino's uh, bicycle helmet. Huh. thought that was pretty neat. That is pretty neat. That's a smart look. Yeah, it was a smart look. I said, wow, you look smart. <laughs> Domino's pizza, huh? I like it. Yeah, I see a, a surprising amount of Domino's delivery happen in my in my uh, like radius outside my building. Considering we're in New York City, New York sucks. New York, <laughs> New York City used to be cool. It's not cool anymore. I saw uh, a bunch of stuff this weekend about you know uh, a lot of the city fled after the the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people saying uh, the people that come back should be ostracized and forced to pay uh, a tax for a leaving. repatriation tax. Yeah, how do you feel yeah. about that? Um, I think if you were, I don't know, whatever. You, <laughs> we need everybody to come back. <laughs> but you know what? We need everybody to come back, but also everybody in this. Stupid city sucks. <laughs> but you want them back. Yeah, we need them back. Uh, this yeah. this this is an unsustainable city unless it is packed to the gills. Like With nothing assholes. works unless it's <laughs> it's full of people all the time. Yeah, I mean that's true. That that is how like, like... <laughs> the margins are don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that anything like popular needs to be so popular that you can't get into it. Mm-hmm. And then also that allows for like insanely niche businesses to exist. Right. Because there are just enough people here to sustain. But who knows? Your- maybe if everybody's just going to come back and order Domino's freaking pizza. Maybe, yeah. Maybe-, then maybe they can stay where they went. Yeah. Just keep paying taxes here because I'd like to take the subway around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying all this as somebody that uh, gladly would have left New York City if they had uh, the means to. Yeah, I just circled the globe on my private jet for the last <laughs> you, well, year. You, Tim, you were circling the globe while I was circling the drain. Yeah, I was uh, circling a classified ad to the... the <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what other things people wanted. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know what I was going for. What else uh-huh, do people circle? Yeah. That that uh, buzzards and vultures circle. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, dying mm-hmm. uh, creatures. Yeah, there's you're one. like a vulture in in some ways, Tom. Not like a vulture in fucking any the way, way you shape, or form. Prey on old ladies. <laughs> Look, Tim, these old ladies, they're looking for a little companionship, somebody to help them out with some minor chores, and in exchange for that, they're willing to put me in their wills, and it's not something I ask for, 
it's often something that they insist. Often, I don't even find out until the to the reading of the will. Yeah, is people are always like, "Why are you at the will reading?" You barely. You, you'll see. We'll all see in a moment. <laughs> yeah. Tom, uh, in a, as as our new segment mm-hmm. uh, always goes, what you reading? Oh wait, you're reading Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim, I'm reading Sherlock Holmes. Are you reading anything else? Uh, not at the moment. I also had like a big pocket, uh, backlog of articles that I've been saving. Uh-huh. But now like I'm getting to some of these and it's like, you know, it, it gives you the, the friend. Pocket, pocket is an app where you can, uh, save articles from around the web as you, as you encounter them and it will yeah, save and them in an them. app so you can read them later. Yeah. And, uh, but some of these, and it gives you like an estimate of how long it will take to read them. Mm-hmm. Some of these things that I've saved recently, it's like a uh, 44 minute read. And it's like, well, I'm not going to. If it's something I mean, I'm interested in, sure. But sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, I've heard a little about that. Yeah. So, you know, what are you getting mad at? Are you getting mad at the app or the guy who wrote the article? What are you, what are you mad at here? I also, but then I did read this freaking like super long thing from, I don't know, at least like 10 years ago by uh, uh, Soon Yi Previn. Uh, <laughs> Woody Allen's wife. Yeah, uh, I was interested. I was interested in what in what her side of the story was. Okay, but then I watched that the HBO series, uh, uh, Allen versus Farrow, and uh, yeah, I believe uh, Mia Farrow. Mm-hmm. That's I haven't seen I haven't seen the the documentary, but I think uh, it's a safe bet uh, that uh, somebody, it's some pretty damning something. Yeah, yeah, it's some pretty damning stuff. And like Woody Allen's defense is basically like, well, you haven't heard about me doing anything like this before, and it's like, or, or before or since. It's like, yeah, but we heard about you, you know, marrying your. Not your actual daughter, but your kind of daughter. Yeah. <laughs> right, be- right before this, so you did something pretty similar, <laughs> and like uh, I don't know, maybe you never did it before or did again. But a lot of a lot of this points to that that yeah, you you did do it, and that you're just kind of an all around bad guy. You know what the thing is about him though? He's very funny. I He's not think, funny. I just, I just find him so funny. Whenever he talks, I just laugh and laugh and laugh. <sighs> That's the other thing too. Like they talk about, like, uh, you know, nobody, nobody could go near him because he was a genius. And like, I, you know, I know there's a certain aspect of like, well, everybody copied him, so that's why it seems, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cliche or whatever. But I don't know. It just seemed. I've never liked his stuff. I'm not saying that as like I knew. It was just like I I kind of never understood what the I think it's interesting that like he was so prolific. But then when you look at the movies, it's like, oh, he has like kind of remade the same movie 70 times. Yeah. I thought Sleeper and, was pretty good. I never saw it. But I watched it back in the days when I, in college when I smoked pot. So like yeah. I bet it probably wasn't that good. 
Yeah. I don't know. It seems like most of his movies are about like an older artist played by Woody Allen who has a teenager fall in love with him. Yeah. Despite him telling them not to. Hey, it's a good man. Um, did you ever see that movie that he made with Larry David? No. That was the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I love Larry David. Yeah, that was, that was kind of one of those things where, yeah, I, I also love Larry David. And when I didn't hear anything about it, when once it came out, I was like, oh, it must be real bad. Because yeah. otherwise, even if it were like, all right, people would be like, hey, it's a new thing with Larry David. It's very funny, but. Well, I don't know that just that always struck me, too, as a like just somebody was like, you know, who should make a movie together? These two. They're both curmudgeons. Yeah. Sometimes it's too much curmudgeonry. I mean, I kind of feel that about Larry. Da- Do you feel this about Larry? Da- Not that there's any reason to say this, but um, <laughs> his shtick, like he's become too much like everybody loves it. Like. Yeah, he was yeah. only good when like half the population was just like, "Oh, that guy, I, I do not care for that guy." And then yeah. he suddenly became somehow America's sweetheart, and it's just like, "Oh, now you're just doing the shtick." Like the way that they like trotted him out for those like, "Wash your hands, COVID," and like wear a oh, mask. I didn't, stuff. I didn't see that, but I, but he I would, can imagine what you're talking about. Yeah, he like in the early days of the pandemic, he would like make videos where he's like. I didn't want to make this video, but they told me I had to. I hate doing stuff like this. Uh, I hate this. Uh, so I'm going to get it out of the way. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. I always stay away from people. I hate people. Uh, uh. It's like, all right, you're doing shtick. Shut up. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. That when when you kind of just become like a caricature yeah. of uh, of your stuff. Yeah. I also thought it was like. Uh, take this old man down. There were there were parts of the this documentary too where you know uh, like Woody Allen's talking about like how he's just like very shy and an introvert and stuff. He was freaking like seven time seventeen time guest host of the Tonight Show. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't think you were that introverted. Yeah. Anyway, or you, you 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 were you did a good job coping with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You were able to put it aside better than yeah. most. Um, anyway, let's talk about books, Tom. Yeah. You always want to talk about Woody Allen. <laughs> well, uh, Tim, to begin with, I just wanted to talk about Sunyi Previn, but inevitably the conversation <laughs> veered towards Woody Allen. I think that says a lot more about me than it says about you, huh? <laughs> yeah, Had a lot does. of growing up to do. Just let this um, woman be your own woman. Now, Tim, the last we... We we heard of what was going on. Uh, Watson had just sent his first report back to back to London to old Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you no, vaguely remember what was I, going on? I don't remember any of this. He the the Baskerville house. They've got a curse on it. There's a new Baskerville in town after the hounds scared the old Baskerville to death. Right. 
So, and Watson went ahead because Holmes had to stay back in London. He had another case he was working on, but he told Watson, like, you know, you be my eyes and ears, you report everything back. And then Watson took two weeks to write him his oh, first yeah. letter. Yeah. But mostly because he's like, yeah, I got here and everything's kind of boring as hell out on the moors. Like, not not a lot's going on. But Tom, two- is, this, is this whole book boring? No, it in gets your, good. In your, in your opinionation. Uh, no. I will say the only thing I don't like about the book, but I can see other people liking it, is that it, like the dialogue is, you know, it's a product of the time and it's just so wordy. Yeah. Like ever, everybody when they're talking, they're like, if I could be so bold as to, as to purvey your acquaintance... Uh, perchance to, uh, to request at your humble deliance uh, a particular glass container filled with water. See, this is why people don't want to read books. <laughs> yeah, too many words. Cut to the chase. Give me water. Yeah. Two words. Give me and water. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing that I don't like about the book. Right. It's just sometimes there are long passages of dialogue where it's like, Jesus Christ, guys, like we can cut this down a little bit here. <laughs> um but uh but I did like I like this story. So uh the second report's coming out two days later, or or it's not coming out, Watson's sending it to Holmes. And uh He's he is telling him about uh, Barrymore. We remember Barrymore. He's the butler. Yeah, he's married and, to the maid. Yeah, and Watson saw him like uh, you know going into a room and lighting a candle uh, in a room in a window facing the moor, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, what the hell is this about?" So he tells Henry about this, Sir Henry. Henry's the heir, remember, who, who's new in town. Right. And, and Henry's like, you know, I've heard that that old creep, uh, you know, walking around at night, too, and wonder what he's up to. Let's sneak. Let's follow him. Let's let's be sneaky and follow him. Now, I think I think it's at the first night they like both fell asleep <laughs> and they missed him. Um. That's, that's ne- like if uh, if we were trying to uh, <laughs> yeah. solve a, a mystery. Uh, but the next night, they they managed to stay awake, and they heard him walking. So they're like, all right, let's go follow him. And this is, you know, like some old-ass creaky house. So they're like, tr- you know, testing each board before they step on it to make sure that it's not going to go. Yeah. Um, so they go out. And they uh, catch him in the act. And they're like, aha, you scoundrel. Like, we've caught you. You're, you're up to something. Yeah. You're, I was going to say scallywag, but that's a pirate thing, right? <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're, you're doing something. You're, you're signaling. And um, uh, uh, he's like, uh, I'm trying to see. I forget. I don't think he tells them yet. Um, yeah, he doesn't, he refuses to tell them what they're doing. 
So uh, Henry's like, all right, guess what? You're fired. Your, your ass is grass and I'm the lawnmower. That's mm-hmm. the one. He does say that, which is weird. Um, so he fires him. Um, and then the next day, uh, Wat- Watson's, you know, hanging out or whatever. And, uh, I, I think he was talking to Henry or he was talking to somebody else. I forget exactly how it happened, but Henry got away and Watson's supposed to be keeping an eye on Henry all the time. That was the job, uh, Sherlock Holmes gave him. He's right. like, you take your eyes off this guy for a second. Whoever's killing, uh, Baskervilles is going to kill this guy. Sherlock Holmes, by the way, mm-hmm. he, he's he's the villain in this, right? He's 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 outsourcing his. <laughs> well, I was gonna say he can he's... be real smart, but you got to put some elbow grease in. Otherwise, you're not impressing me. He's he's barely in this. This is like a a backdoor pilot for Watson. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch a Watson show. So Watson, uh, but imagine they started making. Did they? Did he write Watson books without Sherlock? Uh, I don't think uh, Arthur Conan Doyle ever did, but I'm sure other authors have. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I again, I forget how Henry got away, but Watson has to go catch up with him, and Watson like runs after him down, you know, the these country roads, mm-hmm. and um, catches up to him. And he's like, all right, uh, but I got to like stick behind and just kind of keep an eye on him. And we find out the reason why he was like sneaking out without Watson is because he was meeting up with that Beryl lady. Remember Beryl? Yeah, I remember the name. Her, it was uh, her and her brother. Uh, her brother was the guy that was out uh, catching butterflies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't and, and These and Wat- too many characters. <laughs> it really doesn't. And Watson meets her, and and Watson's like, "This lady's very beautiful," and she's the one telling Watson, "Like, get out of here! Like, tell him to leave. Um, he's in danger." So he follows, and what does he see? Henry's meeting up with Beryl in a romantic dalliance. That's okay. why Henry didn't want uh, Watson following him, and he's like, "Hey, man." you know, back off a little bit. Give me some room here to do my 18th century romancing. Um, out of nowhere, Stapleton comes out. It comes like out of the brush. Gene he's like, what? Stapleton from all of the family. <laughs> no, but he's like, Hey, what the heck? Like you two, let me see some space between you. That's my sister. Unhand her, you scoundrel. And then he's like, I, he, ma- he makes them promise uh, no marriage talk for three months because Henry was kind of talking marriage with her, um, because he was so horny. So, um, that's not uh, what horny guys are after. The back then it was, yeah. Um, so they they go back to the house, and now, um, uh, Barrymore's wife is like, hey. You fired my husband. He wouldn't tell you what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. He was signaling my cousin Selden, a.k.a. the escape convict. Young Sheldon? Not young Sheldon. Selden. He was, remember, we we heard that a convict escaped and was living out on the moors? Oh, yeah. 
And everybody was like, be careful. There's a convict out there that everybody's trying to hunt down. The only podcast where we're talking about books and pronounce things like escaped. (laughs) Escaped. Uh, well, you you thought Sheldon was Sheldon, young Sheldon yeah, of young all people, Sheldon, not a, not normal Sheldon. So the we get a Sheldon of all. We get a little backstory on Sheldon, which is basically he was like a spoiled jerk, a spoiled brat growing up, and like got everything he wanted, and that led him into a life of crime. That's uh, what happens. Yeah, because he 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 didn't think there were like consequences to any of his actions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he's now escaped jail, so I don't know, maybe he's right. Uh, yeah. Henry, Henry, now knowing the story, unfires Barrymore. It's like, ah, oh, you're hired back. You were, you were just signaling to an escaped murderer. That's all. <laughs> I thought you, you were s- signaling to a different murderer. Um, but along with this, Henry and Watson are like, yo, we gotta go confront this Selden guy like we gotta like I don't think they had any illusions of like capturing him but I think they thought like maybe we can find something out from him and we've also got to tell him like hey pal you gotta you know hit the bricks you can't be hanging around here. Why don't they just kill him? I don't think they want to kill him. You're set a trap so they don't have to do it directly. Well so they go to confront him they find him out on the moors and he's like, well, you found me. And then he throws a rock at them and gets away. And um, uh, Watson considers shooting him in the back. And he even thinks like... Like a coward? Ah. Yeah. And he even thinks like, ah, I probably shouldn't do that. But then he's like, ah, I could. Like, he's an escape murderer. I wouldn't get in trouble. Maybe I should just shoot him in the back. But then he's like, ah, I don't want to shoot him in the back. Hmm. So he gets away. But as this is happening... Watson sees another figure out on the moors, a tall, thin figure, like up against the moonlight. So he's like, somebody else is out here. You know, that's probably the 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 real murderer, uh, you know, lurking, lurking around out here. Um, they go back to the house. Barrymore. Um, uh, yeah. So Watson thinks that that silhouette belongs to the real murderer. Uh, they go back to the house. Barrymore is like, look, I talked to my cousin. He's going to go to South America. He'll be another country's problem. And they're like, all right, that's just as good a solution as catching this guy. Him just leaving our country to go to a different country. Um, we also find out from Barrymore, he's like a little looser with his information now. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, all right, guess what? I didn't tell you this before, but. The day Charles died, he was uh, meeting a lady. That's what he was doing out there. Ooh. Because they found him, like, remember, like, in an alley? Mm-hmm. And he tells him, I know this because I found a burnt letter in the fireplace written in a woman's handwriting and signed with the initials LL. Lyle, love it. No. LL, LL Cool J. Ladies LL love Cool Bean. J. It was LL uh-huh. Bean. <laughs> um and uh, apparently like you know the only LL Bean was a guy, like a real guy. Yeah, I assumed it was. Ladies <laughs> love Bean. <laughs> <It's> true. 
What if what if Mr. Bean was like, I'm changing my name to LL Bean because ladies love Bean? That's smart. <laughs> um, hey, let's be honest, lads love Bean too. Hey, it goes both ways. Um so he found his burn letter. Conveniently, the part of the letter that didn't burn was the part of the letter that said burn this letter as soon as you you know have read it. So that's he knows about it, and he's like, I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to damage Sir Charles's reputation. You know, this is back in the day when like reputation was everything. It's yeah. like God God forbid this unmarried man was visiting a woman. Uh, and and died, but like, let's keep that a secret. Um, so of course, home or Watson writes to Holmes like, "Hey, I got look at this, look at this new information," and Holmes writes back. And he's just like, "Cool, great, keep up the good work." And he's like, "What the fuck, man? This guy's like barely writing back. Like he he's so busy with this other case." You know, Watson's just been put out to pasture here. Um, Watson's walking the moors one day and he runs into Dr. Mortimer, who's like the original guy that got all this started. Moriarty. No, not Moriarty. It's Moriarty, not Moriarty. (laughs) Moriarty. uh, Dr. Mortimer's out looking for his missing cocker spaniel that we saw uh, in the beginning of the story. And he's like, hey, let me ask you, uh, Dr. Mortimer, you're local around here. You know any LLs? And, of course, he says LL Bean. He's like, no. LL Cool J? No. Lyle Lovett? No. And then he's Linda like. Linda Lavin? <laughs> well, he says, I do know a Laura Lyons who lives in Coombe Tracy. I think I'm saying that right. C-O-O-M-B-E. Coombe Tracy. Okay. I feel like some no, of those la- you are. some of those layers are probably silent, right? It's probably just like come Tracy. <laughs> it's come Tracy. Well, not C O M E, you pervert. Anyway, finds out that this Laura Lyons has been like disowned by her <laughs> dad. <you> come Tracy. <laughs> Coombe Tracy finds out this Laura Laura Lyons has been disowned by her dad. Uh, I forget why it wasn't really important, but um, uh, they also find out from Barrymore. Barrymore's like, "Yo, Selden, I saw Selden again, the the cousin that's supposed to be getting the hell out of here." Um, he said, "There's another dude out there, out on the moors." Uh, but he's a gentleman, uh, not like a, 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 you know, a weird feral guy like Selden. And he has a boy bringing him food. Huh? So he's like, ah, all right. Um, Watson goes to Laura Lyons. She says, uh, like, you know, he has to like practically beat a confession out of her, but she's like, yeah, I wrote a letter to Charles. I was, you know, having an affair with him or whatever, but I didn't see him that night. I wrote that letter. We were supposed to meet up, but I didn't meet up because something came up. And Watson's like, cool, what came up? And she's like, I can't tell you. He's like, all right, you can tell me though. And she's like, I'll never tell. He tries like 20 different ways. He can't get it out of her. Um, uh, 
on the way home, Laura Lyon's father, Franklin, uh, stops Watson and he's like, hey, check it out. I got this uh, telescope. Look at this. He looks through the telescope out on the moors. And what does he see? But like a little a boy with like a sack running around out there. And he's like, that's probably the boy bringing that dude, the murderer, uh, his, his lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, all right, I got to get. Yeah. He's like, I got to get to the bottom of this. So he goes out to the moors. I forget if it's that day or the next day. Now, the moors, there's like a bunch of like Neolithic huts out there from like, you know, thousands of years ago when like man, Neolithic man lived uh, out on the moors. And these like huts are still there. So he's like looking around the huts because he's probably like, ah, that dude's probably hiding out one of the huts. And then he finds a hut with some stuff in it. And I think at first he's like, this might be Selden's hut. I don't know. Um, but then he finds a note and the note says, Watson has gone to Coombe Tracy. Come Tracy. <laughs> Come Tracy. And he's like, what Watson? That's me. What the fuck? Whoever's in this hut's keeping, keeping tabs on me, hunting me mm. like an animal, taking notes. And he's like, well, I'll show them because I got a gun on me and I'm just going to get in the corner of this hut and wait. Until the person he's comes gonna back. He's going to murder somebody finally? He, he's like, I'm going to wait till they come back and I'm going to shoot them if I have to. But hopefully I won't have to. Hopefully I'll just be able to pull a gun on them and, you know, get a confession or whatever and arrest them. So he's waiting. He hears like um, uh, footsteps outside approaching. He's like, oh, this is clump, it. Clump, clump. A horse's footsteps? No, a man's footsteps. And he's oh, yeah. like, this is it. And then the footsteps stop right outside the hut. And then he hears a voice say, So you finally figured it out, Watson. And a head pops in. It's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, fuck. We should have known. It was Sherlock Holmes all along. Not all along. He wasn't wasn't the murderer. (laughs) But uh, Sherlock Holmes has been up hiding out in the moors for weeks. You know what? I predicted this at the end of uh, of last week's episode. That that Sherlock was going to be there all along. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I don't remember this. How did you say it? That's because you you get blackout drunk before (laughs) we record. Not before, but during. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I mentioned that at the end, and you were like, "I don't know," but then you were like, "Yeah, probably." It's a Sherlock Holmes book, like yeah, it's gonna like. And I think we we both came to the same conclusion of like, yeah, it's uh, they're not just gonna write him out completely. Well, it didn't, yeah, because it's not like well, while Arthur Conan Doyle was writing this book, Sherlock Holmes was not available. He had <laughs> he had booked another gig, so they had to find a way to write around him. Uh, that'd be that'd be a nightmare for for an author. It sure would. Um, but uh, Watson's like very impressed. He's like he's like Sherlock's like tan because he's been like exposed to the elements. He looks like thinner than normal, but he's still like impeccably groomed. He's still like freshly shaven. And Watson kind of explains everything to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I got you know, hey, he has these like uh, street urchins." <laughs> Right. He's got a street urchin bringing him, uh, bringing him food. And that street urchin, um, 
What if Watson panicked and when uh, Sherlock Holmes went in, he just shot him? Shot him well, dead. so Sherlock knew Watson was in there because he saw uh, like 20 feet away one of Watson's cigarettes uh, mm. thrown out on the ground and he recognized he's like oh that's what watson smokes i bet watson's waiting in that hut with a gun drawn (laughs) i better give him a little you know whistle before i walk in there um man i hate sherlock holmes so much i hate his personality i hate his arrogance (laughs) he's smart but like you gotta be you gotta be a better per like it's smarts aren't everything uh, he just reminds me of this guy that I, that I hate. So <laughs> no, much. you keep mentioning this, this. This guy must have modeled his personality after Sherlock Holmes, but he's is not this, as clever. Is this person English? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Lives in London on Baker oh, Street. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is 221B Baker Street. No, I mean, yeah. he, do, he's he does. He's always live got in this fucking other guy around with him, <laughs> some doctor. No, I guarantee uh, this guy. He uh, he thinks he's Sherlock Holmes. He thinks he's <laughs> as smart as the great detective himself. Well, how many mysteries has he solved? Maybe he's maybe he's not too I far. I bet if you off. asked him, he he'll tell you all these mysteries he solved. But you go and ask around. He didn't really solve those <laughs> mysteries. Yeah, he was around for some of them. He was there when they got solved. But you know, he wasn't doing the solving. Um. So he lets, um, he like kind of lets Watson in a little bit and he's like, Hey, uh, here's some things you're not aware of. Um, the reason why Laura Lyons didn't meet up with, uh, with, uh, Sir Henry that night is because that guy Stapleton, um, like, uh, I forget what he did. But but he threw her off. He was like, no, I need to meet with you because mm-hmm. I think she was like seeing him, too. Like he was kind of courting her. Um, but guess that, but- <laughs> I thought the big twist in the solve was that uh, Sherlock Holmes was there. And the book was over. <laughs> no, Tim, the mystery's not solved yet. I was like, now we're just winding down. <laughs> Do you think Sherlock Holmes books are like, where's Waldo? <laughs> There he, is. he was in the moors. <laughs> He's in the moors. Book over. Um, but guess what? Sherlock has figured out Stapleton and uh, Beryl, not brother and sister, husband and wife. Gross. That should be illegal. So, well, no, they were never brother and sister. They were pretending yeah, to be brother I think and sister. Siblings should never be able to decide to get married. <laughs> All right. Um, easy for you to say, Tim. You don't have any sisters. It's true. Um, so, wh- <laughs> imagine oh. me uh, marrying a version of me in a wig. <laughs> yeah, I could actually. <laughs> That'd be cute. <laughs> um,. So, uh, Holmes is like, we got to set a trap, though. Uh, of course, because I'm Sherlock Holmes, I like to set traps. Then they hear outside, like, a yell, like a man yelling, like a loud howl or moan of pain. And they're like, what? What the blast? And they run out there, 
and they find a dead body. And it's like face down. It like fell off. Are they gonna you know, solve this mystery at all, or well, there's more another mystery. Gonna happen. Yeah, I so know. So they, so they're like, oh my god, it's Sir Henry. So now Holmes Bonky. is, <laughs> Holmes is like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Like I let my client die. That's not good. All because I like wanted to set an elaborate trap to catch the person who was trying to kill him, but now they have killed him. Mm. Um, but then they turn the body over. Guess what? Not Henry. It's Selden wearing Henry's clothes. Oh boy. Um, Selden and deserved to die. Well, they're kind of like, oh, this was just that convict. Whew. No big deal. We can just leave him out here on the moors. Let the animals get him. Uh, no, they like put a blanket over his head so the animals don't peck out his eyes. At least, um, but we if find I died, out. I I think they should just put me in the woods and let the animals do what they will. What if they hump you though? What if some of them it's do fine. that? What do I care? What if they're humping your face and somebody gets video of it? And, <laughs> so it, goes, and, it, and it goes viral. <laughs> wolf wolf humping dead man's head yeah i mean that's a that's a fine legacy to leave i guess <laughs> what if it, somebody puts like a funny song behind it and puts it up on tiktok yeah no i, I would be I'd somebody be somebody puts who who let the dogs out behind it and puts have, it up on have you ever gone viral on tiktok tom Mm-mm. i have because a wolf fucked my face <laughs> My dead face. So they find out that uh, eventually that, you know, they Selden was finally going to go to South America and they gave, uh, you know, his cousin gave him one of Henry's old suits. That's why he looked like Henry. Um, But before that happens, uh, I forgot before they leave, Stapleton comes running up. And he's like, oh, my goodness, what happened? Oh, no, did Sir Henry die? And they're like, no, it wasn't Sir Henry. It was Selden. And he, and he immediately is like, oh, no, Selden. Uh, I thought it was Henry, which, of course, would have been worse. But mm, a tell, a classic <laughs> yeah. tell. Um, and he, he thinks this because he said he invited Henry over. And he heard, like, you know, uh, a howl and thought that was Henry. Um, But they also think that Selden fell because something or someone was chasing him because Mm -hmm. of, like, I guess the way he fell and where he fell. Uh, Holmes and Watson go go back to the the Baskerville house. Uh, Henry's like, hey, Sherlock Holmes, you're back. And he's like, yeah, listen. I'm going to set a trap. You need to just do whatever I ask you to do. And he's like, the great Sherlock Holmes, I would be honored. All right. And uh, they're hanging out in the house. And Holmes is like really interested in this portrait. And he asked Henry, like, hey, you know who all these portraits are? You know, there's one of those houses with old portraits. Mm -hmm. And he tells them who everybody is. And then uh, later on, he brings Watson in there and he's like, hey, look at this portrait. This is, uh, you know, like a great grandfather or whatever. Um, He's like, this guy like familiar to you? He's like, nah. And then Holmes or yeah, Holmes like puts his arm over the guy's hair, like blocks part of it out. And Watson's like, oh, my God, that's Stapleton. That that 
picture looks just like Stapleton. So they realize, oh, Stapleton is actually a Baskerville. Hmm. That's his motive here. That he is going to somehow, he's somehow trying to claim the Baskerville home and, and riches for himself. Um, and, and they all, and Holmes also realizes like that was him and his fake sister that followed Henry to London. And that we saw in London when, when I said I, that guy was wearing a fake beard following us Mm. in a cab. That was, that was him. That was Stapleton. Um, so they're setting up the trap. Holmes and Watson are like, hey, we're going to London. We've got a big case up in London. Sorry, everybody. We've got to go. Wink, wink. But they're not going anywhere. Um, they uh, uh, they tell Lyons, Linda, uh, Laura Lyons, they're like, hey, Stapleton wasn't going to marry you because he's already married to his sister. And she's like, well, that stinks. And then they just wait. They oh no! Before then, they go to the train station. They meet up with uh, Lestrade, the uh, the the guy, the policeman, the police You're officer. And like, there's not a lot of characters in this book, and there's a lot of characters in this book. But Tom. we know Lestrade is in the other stories. Like he works. Well, I didn't read the other stories. <laughs> he works for the Metropolitan Police. And uh, he's he's like a friend of of uh, Holmes. So like even when other detectives are like, why the hell or is this amateur involved? Lestrade's like, no, 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 he's good. He's with me. Yeah. Yeah, he's with me. Uh, he's kind of uh, the the commissioner Gordon. Okay. For him. So like Lestrade's coming because they Holmes wired London. He's like, hey, I can't arrest people. Uh, you know, Lestrade, you come out with a with an arrest warrant. I know who did the the murdering here. Or if you want, I'll just murder him. <laughs> so Henry's going over to Stapleton's house for dinner, and the three of them, Lestrade and Holmes and Watson, they're just like hanging out outside. Uh, you know, waiting, waiting to spring the trap. And they're like, uh, Henry, you're going to take a cab there, but you're going to walk home. You're going to be bait, basically. Uh, but don't worry. You got uh, three of us on it. You're never going to be in danger. Uh, Stapleton, right before sta- uh, right before Henry leaves, um, a huge fog comes rolling in. They're like, oh, shit, can't see anything. <laughs> Uh, they see Henry walking home and they're like, Ugh. and then they hear like, woof, 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 like a hound coming. And they're like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Henry takes off running. Sure enough, a fucking hound from hell comes out of nowhere. And they're all like looking at the hound. They're all like, that's a hound from hell. It's flaming. It, it looks insane. Uh, hey, the dog is on fire. Yeah. Watson shoots it once. And it's just like, hey, don't do that. It doesn't talk. I want to be clear. It doesn't talk, but it acts that way. But uh, Holmes, like, empties his entire revolver into the thing, finally kills it. So they they go up to it. It's a dog, a hound, but they figure out it's a mix between a bloodhound and a mastiff. So the thing is legitimately gigantic. Right. But it's been painted 
with phosphorus, which glows in the dark, hmm. which is what gave it the appearance of, being of on uh, fire. I get it, yeah, being on fire and otherworldly. Mm-hmm. They go upstairs, barrels tied up upstairs, um, and she's lo- Meryl. <laughs> And uh, Stapleton's run. He's taken off. You know, he knows the jig is up and he's mm-hmm. run. But Beryl's like, oh, good. He ran into the moors and there's too big of a fog to tell where you're going. So he's just going to die out on the moors. Um, they uh, also figure out, remember in the beginning of the story when Henry had two of his boots stolen from the hotel? Not likely. Nope. <laughs> he had a he had bought a new pair of boots, put them out to get them shined. Uh, one was stolen, and then the next day, that boot came back, but another boot was stolen. We find out the the whole thing behind stealing the boots was that Stapleton was stealing something with the scent to give the hound. Mm. So he had adopted this hound, f- learning about the uh, the the. Uh, what you call it? Uh, superstition about this this hound. The stories about this hound. He had just like you know went went to like a shelter and was like, "Give me the biggest hound." <laughs> Got a hound, trained it to uh, go after his scent. But then he also like just kept this thing in a kennel out in the moors and like starved it so it was like you know more vicious. vicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've done that with some dogs. It had uh, killed Dr. Mortimer's Cocker Spaniel and eaten it because mm. it was starving. Uh, Stapleton, they they learned later he was sucked into the moors and died. <laughs> um, and they find out that he was the unknown son of Sir Charles's brother. So, like, Sir Charles's brother had gone to, oh, I forget where it was. I want to say, like, Argentina or something. And like had it's a kid, important. had a kid nobody Is knew important? about. No, not really. He went to some other country, had a kid. Uh, yeah, maybe they don't even say specifically, but somewhere in South America, had a kid nobody knew about. That was Stapleton and Beryl's dad. Um, oh, no. No, Stapleton and Beryl were kids that nobody in the family knew about. They found out that they were you know, part of the Baskervilles and like they had been pulling a grift in South America and they were like, Oh, time for us to like pull up stakes and like pull a new grift, uh, here. And they were like, cool, we'll kill Charles and then we'll be able to walk in. And then they found out about Henry and that's when they went to like London to head off Henry. You know, they tried to stop him from even coming there. Um, but Holmes did not ultimately did not know what their plan was after that to like, you know, say they succeeded in killing Henry. They couldn't have just been like, oh, all right. Well, now that Henry's dead, so everybody knows uh, uh, me and her, we're not brother and sister. We're married and we're Baskervilles and this is our house now. Obviously, that would not have gone over well. Right. But he's like, ah, they could have like. <laughs> Wait, he's so like, Sherlock Holmes is like, this is their whole plan, and their plan was irrational. Kind of, but he, but he does think they could have had th- one of three plans. 
Oh, God. One, just, uh, and, and you know, he's not like any of these would have worked, but he's like, this is what they could have been thinking. He's like, Stapleton could have been thinking, and then once they're dead, I'll put on a very elaborate disguise and show up as myself, not as Stapleton, uh, and, and get this. Or that they could have hired somebody to pretend to be the real Stapleton and get the get the house. Or that they could have just like arranged everything through lawyers and stuff from South America and just been like, oh, you know, we can't come there, but, you know, we'll we'll send letters mm-hmm. and, you know, how they did everything with the letters back then, which also reminds me that's. When Watson was sending letters via telegram to London, they were then being forwarded back to uh, where they were out in the country. And, you know, the the boy would go and get uh, go and get the telegrams and bring them to uh, homes. So there was like right. a day, a day's worth of delay. OK, I don't know. This is and then that's it. Mystery solved. Great. I don't know. Fine. I feel like you got to read the book. You don't have an investigative mind. That's your problem. I. It's no wonder that you have such a problem with this real life Sherlock Holmes, Tim. You're probably this person's Moriarty. If you met this guy, you would hate him a million times more than I hate him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I at least gave him a chance and had a few conversations <laughs> with him. I think you would take a look at this guy and be like, I don't like the cut of his jib. Fuck this guy. Although, you know what, Tim, with me and you, we often feel the same way about people. But if we don't, it's usually like polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. You hate Tom, somebody. And I'm like, this guy's great. There's no uh, Tom. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I promise you. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go to London. <laughs> God damn, this pandemic. We're going to go to London. I'm going to introduce you to this guy. You're going to hate his guts. And then we're, we're going to go to a We're not going to do gonna any shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll be in and out in six hours. <laughs> I he told you about- to London Center. And then uh, we'll be meet him at Piccadilly Circus. Then back yeah. to Heathrow and home. Well, well, me and Matt Piccadilly Circus. We'll we'll see the flying trapeze artists, maybe a couple of elephants. <laughs> we'll get out of there. We watch about like a hundred clowns get out of one car. <laughs> I think I told you, Tim. This I I forget if it was the first or second time I was ever in London for real. Um, that I was in a bar with somebody, and a guy walked in wearing a deerstalker hat, like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> And I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God, it's real. Like, it would have been like if you were from England and you you were sitting at a bar and, like, a guy came in with a cowboy hat, like, with a lasso over his head. (laughs) It would have been the same thing. Well, I think uh, the Brits have an unhealthy obsession with royalty and... Sherlock Holmes. I don't know. I mean, I like Sherlock Holmes. Fine. All right, Tom, we got to move on. Uh, next week, I'm going to be watching a movie. Well, what do you want? What what media would you like to consume? So I'm some that have been... Watch. Okay, sorry. Well, I was going to say, there have been suggestions. 
Okay. Uh, you could watch the band at Cumbersnatch, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, there's Not there's funny. a version, <laughs> there's a version of a study in Scarlet, uh, and there's a version of the Hound of Baskervilles. Are how long are those? Hour, hour and a half, probably. If each one is an hour and a half, these shows could go fuck themselves. Or, well, I mean, they're not like shows. There were like three TV movies they would make a season. Right. Or uh, people were talking about in the comments uh, like a 70s version. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go find the Lucy Lou elementary show. I don't want to um, watch that. I'm sure they had episodes that took uh, these stories into account. Um, you don't have a Sega CD, so you can't play the Sega CD version of Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Mm, I just got rid of mine recently. <laughs> I know. It's a bad idea, Tim. You held on to it this long. Um, I don't know. Or there's a mil- or, you know, other people were saying the Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, I actually, was just going to watch the Guy Ritchie one, the first one. You know what? I was going to say, actually, I think that that would be an interesting uh, one for you to watch just because... I think those movies simultaneously stayed true to the like setting, but took some insane liberties with, uh, you know what what the world was like then. Uh, to be fair, know, I'm gonna watch one the the first one. Yeah, but it's like a very heightened reality from what I remember in those movies. Robert Downey Jr. as yeah. Sherlock Holmes. And Jude, Jude Law, Law as Watson. as Dr. John Watson. See, and probably you were thinking like, oh, Watson's probably like a real schlub. But in this, he's handsome. Jude Law stinks. He looks like he's made of plastic. <laughs> Jude Law was in a recent uh, uh, Woody Allen movie where he played uh, like the Woody Allen role. Hmm. Like, he looks like Woody Allen in it. Right. He has since said he regrets doing it. A lot of people have. Tom, yeah. stop trying to talk about Woody Allen. I know you revere the man. <laughs> I know you don't <laughs> I, want his legacy to to be, uh, you know, forgotten. I don't give a shit about anybody's legacy. I don't care. Like, Even who your cares? Uh, I care about, uh, yeah, I care about my own a little bit, but also, like, if I Maybe care a little... you should create a signature sandwich. <laughs> but then I also think, like, eh, I'll be dead. Why, what will I care? Yeah. And it's like, either either there's no afterlife, and, like, I re- you know, I, I'm incapable of caring... Or there is an afterlife, and I could give two shits what's going on on Earth if I'm in if I'm there. I'm I'm playing in a band with Jimi Hendrix and Albert Einstein. Yeah, I'm playing pool with uh, uh, Kurt Cobain and Janis Joplin <laughs> and uh, Jimi Hendrix and all the and and Jim Morrison. Everybody else who died at 27. Man, if 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 heaven is real in, in that way. Uh, it would probably be real annoying to be like Jimi Hendrix because probably everybody's like, oh, man, my dream was once I got to heaven, I'd jam with you. And he's probably like, oh, boy, I'm just trying to get to the buffet, pal. Guess what? Jimi Hendrix is in hell. 
But his hell is everybody else's heaven. <laughs> he's Maybe, gonna just yeah. jam with everybody. <laughs> just endlessly jam with old guys going, wait, 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 hold oh hold on. Wait, hold on. Okay, we'll start now. Oh, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Only wanting to play all around all along the watchtower. Not familiar with any of the other songs. No. Um Yeah. So that's uh that's my thoughts on legacies, Tim. Great. But you know, but I'll uh, tell you what, Sherlock Holmes, he's left quite a legacy. Yeah, sure. Um, there was a weird period of time where, like, within a month, they interviewed Bill Barr, Lindsey Graham, and Mitch McConnell, who all were just like, legacies are bullshit, man. Like, you die, yeah. and I don't care what happens. Like, yeah, people can uh, <laughs> say I was the worst person. Well, on yeah, Earth, they, but, like, they, they interviewed a bunch of people where they were like, are you worried about what the history books are going to say about you? I mean, I'm I'm glad they asked those questions. I'm glad they answered that way because I don't know. That's a very honest. Yeah. For, uh, no, for naked power for, grab in the present. That's what I'm yeah. concerned with. For for three guys that otherwise are incredibly dishonest, for them to be like, "Oh, I don't care." Yeah, I don't think about that. That's how I'm able to act this way. And I think anyone who does think that way is a sucker. <laughs> well, and they're probably right. But we'll have to get to heaven to find out. Maybe maybe they're wrong and Jimi Hendrix won't jam with them. They're not going to heaven. Anyway, Tom, I'm going to watch <laughs> I'm going to watch the guy Richie <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks for being patrons. We love you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.